Oasis Church Chicago, this is Pastor J.P. Trollio. I'm so glad that you're here listening with us today on our podcast. This message today is coming from our midweek prayer service. We believe that this prayer meeting is the most vital meeting of our church. I pray today as you listen to this message that you're encouraged, that you're inspired, and that ultimately you're pushed closer to Jesus. If this message today spoke to you, I pray that you will come out and join with us on a Wednesday night that you can gather together alongside the rest of the church and hear from God and what he would have to say to you. Good to pray. It's good to be in God's house. I'm grateful that this house is called a house of prayer. These needs get prayed over on Sunday morning. We have an intercessory team. If you want to come pray at 9 a.m. on Sundays, you're welcome to. Our intercessory team prays before service. And so feel free to come and be a part of that. We pray over these cards and um, we'll pray over these throughout the week. So, Amen. Believe in for great things for those people. Amen. And so um, tonight, I want to uh, just real quick share a passage of Scripture. I entitled tonight, This I Know. This I Know. And um, it's a Psalms 56. It's out of Psalms 56, uh, verse 8 through 11. It's going to be up in a moment. Um, but David is writing. He's captured by the Philistine army. If you don't know David, David was a shepherd boy. He fought off so many different uh, animals for, to protect his father's sheep. And then he went and faced a giant and took down a giant and became king and led so well and then fell and then recovered. And he's just an incredible man, a man that we can look to and learn from and grow from. And, but at this point of this writing, he is captured by the Philistine army. He's captured. And um, he's distraught. He's unsure of what's going to happen. Hello, I'm preaching to somebody tonight. You don't know what tomorrow is going to do. You don't know what tomorrow is going to hold for you. So you're uncertain. You don't know what's going to happen. You've got a thing that's pressing on you that you don't know how to handle it. He's in a similar situation, but he is certain of one thing. He is certain that God is good. He's not sure what tomorrow is going to happen, what's going to hold for him. He's not sure if he's going to make it out of this thing, but he is certain of one thing, that God is good. I, I, I don't know about you, but I'm not held captive right now by some army. <laughs> I'm not wondering if they're going to walk in at any moment and just end me, right? So if this man can say, hey, even in the midst of all that I am in, I am locked up, I am chained up, I am hurt, I am broken, but God is still good. This is the faith level that I pray tonight that we receive and that we sow and that we put into our hearts tonight. A faith to say, God, you're good. This I know. Psalms 56, 8 through 11. It says this. You, speaking of God the Father, keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. My enemies will retreat when I call to you for help. This I know. Three words. This I know. God is on my side. This I know. God's on my side. I praise God for what he has promised. Yes, I praise the Lord for what he has promised. I praise the Lord for what he has promised. I trust in God. So why should I be afraid? I trust in God. So why should I be afraid? What can mere mortals do to me what can man do to me and then Romans 8 31 Romans 8 31 says this many of us know this but if you don't it says this what shall we say in response to this if God is for us who in the world could be against us 
If God's for me, I'm good. This I know. The world may be coming against me. People may be coming after my life. I may have trials and tribulations right here in front of me. But this I know. God's for me. This I know. God is for me. It's said often in the church world, but it's such a powerful statement that we, we can't be certain of what's going to happen to us. But we can be certain of the one that's holding us. Like we, we have to come to the resolve, this is faith, that we, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know where we're going to go. We don't know what is going to be next minute, next moment of our life. But we are certain we know who's holding us. God. Jesus. He is holding us. David is a man after God's own heart, a man with many stories of God's faithfulness. And even in this moment, even seeing all that God had been faithful for with him, he's, he's in this moment of being imprisoned and chained up. And if me, if I'm in that moment, that's the moment where I just flip the script and I say, God, you're not that good right now. <laughs> like, like, you're not good. You were good up until this point. But it shows us that David, a man after God's own heart, did not have faith that wavered. That no matter what came his way, it wasn't an if you do this for me, God, then I'll praise you type of heart. It was like, God, you're good, and no matter what happens, I'm going to praise you. See, some of us are living off of the circumstances around us, and if the circumstances around us are good, then we give God praise. Then we trust God. Then we press in a little bit more. So if I have the right relationship with the person that I'm, I know is so, so good for me, if that works out, God, you're good. If this works out, God, you're good. Hello? If I get the job, I'll praise you. Like this is the reality. We live our lives off of the circumstances or the, the, the basis of if you, God, instead of saying, no, this I know, God, that you are good. This I know, God, that you are for me. This I know, God, that no matter what happens, you are going to see me through. See, God, I'm not going to say, hey, if you build my gifting, then I'll praise you. Hello? Some of you are like, if I just can, can get that breakthrough, God, I will show up to the house every week. I'll show up to church every week if you come through for me. No, the best place to be while you're in the midst of waiting for the breakthrough is the house of God. It's with the people of God. It's with people coming alongside you and saying, hey, you will see the breakthrough. He will make a way for you. He's not done with you yet, so don't think it. But some of us just only want the breakthrough. If we don't get the breakthrough, he's not good to us. I'm that guy. <laughs> the pastor. That sometimes I base my relationship with, with Jesus off of what he does for me. If he doesn't do good things for me, then I don't have a reason to praise him. David shows us, though. Hey, pastor. <laughs> Jay. No, 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 no. This I know. No matter what's happening around me, God is good. God is on my side. No matter what. See, we got we to gotta catch this church. Because today we're just living off the generation. If it doesn't work out, you just go try something else. Like if it doesn't happen, like, like we're in the Insta generation. You know, like it's true. I've said it a bunch. I'll keep saying it. it's our generation. It's a bondage on our generation. That like if it doesn't happen right away, like I'm not going to trust you, God. Like, like that, that, that thing is just, that's messy. And that's not true. God's time is not our time. Hello? Like, like God moves in his ways. And he moves on his timetable. And knowing that he moves on his timetable, I'm talking to somebody tonight. Because like some of us in this room, we just want it now. And if we don't get it now, then he's not worthy of our praise. If we don't get the breakthrough right now, 
We're not going to give him praise. And we're showing tonight, we're seeing tonight that no, God, no matter what, no matter how long it takes, no matter if it takes a month, no matter if it takes five months, no matter if it takes five years, no matter if it takes ten years, I'm going to praise you, God. I'm going to praise you. Okay, I got a couple points tonight, but I want to say this. Like, my mom is my hero. She is a prayer warrior. If you knew my mom and you had an issue, you could call my mom, and she would begin to pray right on the phone, right there and then. Like, I'm always like, hey, mom, what's up? She's like, how are you? Good. I'm like, mom, I got a situation going on. She's like, stop stop talking. Let's pray. She just starts storming heaven, and I'm like weeping in the car. But like, my mom will tell you, and you guys know this, some of you, that my mom prayed for me many years at the age of like 13 when I was just like, peace out, church. I don't want anything to do with this. All the way till I was 22. That's a long time. I was messed up, broken. And she just kept going after God. She never, I mean, maybe, maybe the flesh became weak in moments, but her spirit was still good saying, God, you're good. God, you're going to see my son through. God, you're going to make him come back home to you. God, you're going to move in his life. God, you're going to deliver him from this bondage. God, you're going to see him through. If it takes me a year, if it takes me two years, if it takes me five years, if it takes me seven years, God, you're still good. No matter how long it takes you, you're still good. You are by my side. What if we just kept that posture? How many more breakthroughs will we see for people's lives? But we give up. Tonight. We got to say, no, this I know that God is for me. The first thing that I want to remind us, though, is this. He sees you today. That's the best news. He sees you today. It says in verse 8, you keep track of all my sorrows. Oh, really? You know where I'm at, God? You know the pain and sorrow that I'm in? Yeah, you have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. If you don't think God sees you where you're at today, read this. I'm encouraged by this. That's a great place to say amen. Like, I'm encouraged that God sees where I am at today. So no matter what's happening, he still sees me when I'm in sorrow, when I'm in pain, when I'm crying my eyes out, when I don't know what's going to happen. When I don't know how it's going to happen. When I don't understand the why. Hello? How many of us ask God why all the time? Instead of asking God what? Why God? Why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this to me? Instead of saying, God, what are you doing right now in this moment? Hello. That will change somebody's life in this place tonight. Instead of saying, God, why, 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 why? Start saying, God, what are you doing? God, what are you doing? God, what are you up to? God, what in the world are you doing in this moment? He sees you today. He saw David in that moment, and David knew it. Hey, hey, God, you see my brokenness. You see my tears. I've cried a lot. Like, like it says you collected them, like, in a bottle. That's a lot of tears to fill up this bottle. Anybody ever cry before? Like, like really cry? Like, like, I don't think it would fill up maybe to here if I cried a lot. It says you collected all my tears in a bottle. That's a lot of sorrow. You with me? That's a lot of pain. But he's reminding himself. He's not reminding God. Hey, God, you see me. He's reminding his soul. Hey, soul, God sees me. Hey, flesh, my God sees me. And guess what? He sees the tears. He sees the sorrow. He sees the pain. He sees that I'm, I'm contained. He sees restrained. He sees it. Hey, soul, he sees it, but he's still good. Does this make sense tonight? 
He sees you today. He knows where you're at today. He sees exactly where you're at today. And he's trying to say to us, okay, you know, remind yourself that I see you, but know this, when you mention my name, enemies flee. Enemies flee as Jesus enters. Verse 9 says this, my enemies will retreat when I call to you for help. Maybe we should just, maybe we should do a praise dance, like, for a second. Because, like, I don't know what else is, like, like, that's the best verse. Yo, at the mention of Jesus Christ's name, my enemies flee. Okay, like, what? <laughs> I don't have to, like, concoct some great prayer. I just got to say, Jesus and the enemies flee? Yes! Yo, like this is the good news of Jesus and his power, that he sees the sorrow, he sees the pain, but when you invite Jesus into it, when the mention of Jesus' name comes, evil, darkness has to flee. Psalms 145, the Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. The Lord is near to all who call on him. He is as close as the mention of his name, Jesus. You know, I, my wife would say, I'd say it this way, like, I grew up in probably a little bit more, um, I don't like the word, but it's just the word that the church label, like, I grew up in a more charismatic denomination. You're like, we know, we see you, it's awesome. <laughs> I know. Well, Rachel grew up in a little bit less charismatic church, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? It's beautiful. It's the mix. But I remember, like, um, we were married. I think we were married, or maybe we were engaged. I don't know, some point in our relationship. And we were walking <laughs> one time. We just went on a walk. And we would walk and talk, and we would pray for the church. I think we were married. And um, we would just pray for our church. We would pray for our, at that time, we were young adults leader. We would pray for our families. We would pray. And I would just walk, and I'd just be like, Jesus. Jesus. And she would be like, yo, Jay, do you want to finish that sentence? <laughs> I was like, no. Jesus, everything that we know that we're going through, Jesus, just come. Hey, Jesus, at the mention of your name, it's got to go. Hey, Jesus, when I call upon your name in truth, when I know that you are good, when I know that you are by my side, Jesus, when I call upon your name, hey, listen, let me say this the right way because it's coming really fast. Um, when you are in situations and jams that you put yourself in, <laughs> Calling on Jesus is awesome, right? But, like, d don't forget that you got to say, God, sorry, I'm, I actually put myself here. I, this is on me. I messed up. But then Jesus, hey, can you come in and change this? Can you help me get out of this? You with me? Like, we just don't call on Jesus' name. It's like a magician. Like, if you're in a jam and you made yourself, are you with me tonight? Like, like I don't want to be this, like, church that's just preaching Jesus is a, is, a, is a, you know, put a quarter in and, woo, we out. Like, no, 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 no. If you put yourself, like, you know what I'm, you with me? Like, I put myself in sin. And then I'm like, Jesus. He's like, what? No, no, no. Why don't you just come and say sorry first? Hey, you know what? I'm sorry. I messed up. Okay, cool. Now call my name. <laughs> okay, anyways. Some of you are like, I'm never coming back after that. Anyways. When Jesus is invited into the war that is raging, it becomes a war that is restrained. At the mention of his name, the war becomes restrained. Restrained. My brother was in the garage one day, and I think he was like 13. And uh, 
I shut the garage on him. And um, it was awesome. And um, I remember this, like, scream was let out. It was kind of like that scream that you don't want to hear. Like, it was like that, ah, oh, that doesn't sound like a good scream. You know, you know. And so I was, I was, like, through the garage, like, hey, man, you good? He's like, no. I was like, dude, I just, I just closed the garage, like, open it up. He's like, no. I was like, what is wrong with you? He's like, there's a raccoon in here. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I remember, like, <laughs> I remember I called my dad. <laughs> like, dad, you got to come out here. There's this thing in there, and I think he's in trouble. <laughs> my dad walked out there, and my dad's a big guy and not scared of too many things. I don't think he's, I mean, I, like, I don't think he's scared of many things at all. He, like, opens up the garage. He sees it. He starts laughing because my brother's standing there like this, like he's going to shoot the thing with his thumb or finger and a thumb. Like, I was like, dude, what are you doing? You're like, that's not going to help you. And he's, like, pinned up in the corner. I just remember my dad, like, walks in and just restrains the thing. Literally, just like, like shoot it out of the garage and kicked it out of the thing. And like, only as a dad can do, right? We were young. I remember that, like, the moment I called my dad, my father, that thing that was coming at me, or him, I should say, was restrained. You with me tonight? The things that are coming at your life, you could call upon the name of Jesus, and they got to be restrained. They got to be held back. He is as close as the mention of his name. We do not have to fight our battles. Jesus wants to fight your battles for you. So stop trying to fight your battles. Start calling upon the name of Jesus. They may, this may make you, I'm preaching, more, I don't even know what time it is. This may make you get on your knees a little longer. Have some bruises and some scratches on your knees because you are going to rather have him fight your battle than you fight your battle. By saying, Jesus, come. Jesus, move. So, enemy flees at the name of Jesus. And the third thing that I get from this is, we got to be sure of it. And my point is, I'm sure of it. <laughs> Real good point, Pastor. The end of the day, I've walked through a lot of stuff. And if one thing I'm sure of, that God is on my side. Verse 10, this I know, God is on my side. Certainty, being certain of something. Thing is only found in the thing in a thing that we know is certain, right? Like you're only certain of something that you know that you know, like you've tested it, it's approved, it's certain. I'm sure that God is on my side. I've tested it. <laughs> I've been through the fire, and I get. Let me say this: I know that there are many, 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 many more fires to come. But I'm certain of it because I've seen where He's taken me from. If you need to be reminded that God is on your side, look where you've come from. Oh, that, that will help someone tonight. Like, like, like we overcome the, 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 by our, the word of our testimony, right? Remembering where we've come from. I have to sometimes remind myself not to let guilt and shame come in. Hello, don't do that. But I say, whoa, look where I've come from. I look pretty good today. Praise the Lord. Because I know this. God is on my side. And I'm sure of it, that what is ahead of me, he's got. What is going to come, he has it. I am certain of it. Is this helping you tonight? We're going to pray in a moment. See, David could write this because he had tested it. When he was a shepherd and where animals came to attack his father's sheep, he said, Lord, strengthen me, and he fought him off. When he stood before a giant 
Hello? You all know the story. We all know whether you grew up in church or not. When he stood before a giant, he's like, hey, you're crazy, giant. You should, you should probably go home because I'm about to kill you. Not only am I going to kill you, I'm going to cut your head off. Like, he was real savage because he was certain that God was on his side. Like, David had known because of the testing and the trials that he had walked through, he knew that God was on his side. And even if in a prison cell, even if he's locked up, even if he's chained up, even if he doesn't know what's going to come from this, even if he's cried his eyes out to fill a bottle, he can still say, I am sure of this, that God is on my side. This is good news. This is the, like, this is the God we serve. We don't serve a boring God. We serve an amazing God, an amazing Father. If we just press in and we just lean in a little bit more, and we say, you know what, I'm certain. You gotta, here's the thing. What you speak matters. Okay, this, I'm gonna come out here. What you speak matters. And what you proclaim matters. If you're speaking death over your home and over your situations, guess what you're gonna get? Death. But if you invite Jesus into your home and into your life and into your marriage and into your kids' lives and into your homes, you are going to get life. Because you can say, no, 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 my words are certain that God is good. My words are certain that he is for me and not against me. My words are certain that he, that he began a good work and my heart is going to carry it to completion. Are you with me tonight? This is how we can pray and this is what we're going to pray for. That I am certain, God, that you are on my side. And the last thing is this. Worship team can come up. So when we know that we are certain of this, then one thing's for sure. We can praise him. And praise reminds us of the promise, and it breaks man's power on you. Woo! We don't worship in the beginning of this to have our musicians and vocalists show you how good they are. They know that. That would be really, really, really poor of us. If we were like, hey, just sit down. <laughs> don't say anything. Just sit and receive the worship tonight. Like, like, they can't praise through your storm. Oh, yeah. If I just show up to the house and maybe just sit, like, the worship team will praise through. No. You got to open up your mouth and praise him for what he's done for your life. And you got to open up your mouth to remind yourself that I've been gifted the promise that God is on my side, that he has not failed me. I praise God, verse 10, for what he has promised. Yes, twice. I praise the Lord for what he has promised. And what he has promised is that he's going to see me through. What he has promised is that he's going to make a way. What he has promised is that he's not going to fail me because he hasn't done it yet and he's not going to start now. So guess what? I'm going to praise him. I don't need even the worship team. If the worship team wasn't here, I'll show up on Wednesday night and lift my voice. I'll show up on Wednesday night and clap my hands. I'll show up on Wednesday night and sing out a tune. I don't need a band to worship my God because my God is so good. This changes us. I'm back there holding my son, losing my mind. He's like staring at me like, what are you doing? I'm like, son, the promise of God is so good, so I'm going to sing it over you. I'm going to sing it with you. Because i got to remind myself that he is on my side. And praise reminds you. It gets it off of you. And it puts it back on him. So it will remind you of the promise. And the last thing, the second thing that it does do, is it breaks man's power on you. Oh, we need this as a generation. 
oh, this is real. I'm going to get real, real fast. We are bound by trying to please too many people. We are bound by trying to fit in the wrong crowds. We are bound trying to look a certain way on social media because if we look that way on social media, everybody will accept us. It's a lie. And it is man's grip on your life. Hello, you with me tonight? (laughs) Praising God releases that. Because guess what? When you praise him, you can walk out into any situation knowing God's on my side. Hey, guess what? You, you, you want to say what you want to say about me? Say it. I got God of the universe on my side. And guess what? You can have him too. Hey, don't just be like, yeah, you, yeah, woo! You can be like, yeah, I got him. But you, do you want it too? Like, you want him? Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't be like us against them. But when they're coming at you and life's coming hard at you and man's saying a bunch of stuff about you, you know what you should do? Praise. Praise. When you're feeling insecure, hello, we are the most insecure generation of all time. We really are. We have insecurity plaguing us. If I don't look like this, if I don't talk like this, if I don't have all these followers, who cares about followers? My Instagram, you know what it is? My wife, my church, and my kid. And guess what? If I get one follower and it's Rachel, that's awesome. The rest of y'all, I don't care. I don't care. Like some of you are desperate for approval of man instead of the approval of God. Would we be people that want the approval of God and we could say, hey, man is not going to have a grip on me because I'm going to praise him. Verse 11, I trust in God, so why should I be afraid? What can mere man do to me? Nothing. Nothing. Tonight, we need to pray. We need to pray some prayers tonight, your own prayer, your own time, and say, you know what, God, I've doubted you. Brandon was amazing. He prayed that already tonight. I've doubted you. I I haven't really praised you. I've only praised you when it's convenient. I've only praised you when I needed something. I've only praised you when it was the good times and not in the bad times. God, I need you to change that in me tonight. I'm going to share this. If you could take this. This is a really, I feel like Wednesday nights I'm I'm letting you deeply into my life. Like last, last week I said something. This week I'm about a, probably like a year and a half ago. No, two, maybe, yeah, about a year and a half ago. I, I was, um, my wife and I, I should say that, were personally attacked in the worst way. In a way that like it was good, it would probably be enough for me just to shut it down. To be like, yo, how... How are we going? What in the world? Where is this coming from? If my wife was here, she would agree with me. It was a complete attack from the evil one. It was a complete demonic attack. And I remember sitting in my house. And Pastor Jordan came over. Because my wife called him and she said, you need to get to the house right now. JP is on his face, on the ground. He, he's, he, this is what happened and it's a really bad situation. You need to get over there. Go. And Pastor Jordan walked in. And, and if he was here, he would say, I, I, I remember on the couch just weeping and my face down on the ground and I heard the knock and he came in and he held me and I cried for a moment. And I said, hey, Jordan, it's really weird that you're holding me. <laughs> I got to let some comedy in here for a moment. We laughed and he wiped my tears. I'm kidding, that's weird. Um, <laughs> But he would do that. He'd be like, come here. 
And he, he obviously, Pastor Jordan was crying too because he just starts crying at anything. And I said, yo, I know that we're going long. I'm sorry. If you got to go, we love you. God bless you. Like, go. Like, I know. I mean that in love. Um, but I remember saying to him, hey, this is it. Like, I, I don't know if I, like, this is bad. And it was nothing I did, but it was, like, same situation as David. How did I get here? I feel like my life has just now been captured. I don't know what's going to happen. And I remember, as God is my witness, I remember. I said, hey, Jordan, can you turn some worship music on? Can you put some praise music on? Because if I stay on my face for too long, I'm going to stay on my face. But if I can get up on my knees or if I can get up on my feet and I can start praising him, what can mere man do to me? What can mere man do to me? What can they do to me? Nothing. And I began to praise him like I'd never praised him before. More than I praised him when my wife was in a hospital for five days straight. More than I'd praised him when we lost our, our first child. More than any of that stuff. I praised him like never before because the grip of man was going to have no power over my life. And what did I do that night? What did I do? I showed up to the house of God. It was a Wednesday. Jordan was like, you should stay. I said, I'm going to the house of God because I'm going to lift my voice with my brothers and my sisters. I'm going to praise him in the midst of the storm. This is the faith that this world needs to see. This is the faith that your family needs to see. That no matter what happens, I know this, that God is on my side. I'm done screaming. It's a prayer meeting. I should be relaxed. But tonight, I just want you to pray this. God, I need such a faith to know that you are on my side. I just need to know you're on my side. Remind me. You see the tears, you see the sorrow, you see the pain, but just remind me you're on my side. You're with me. So take some time. Maybe you just need to put your hands on your heart and just remind yourself that, God, you are on my side. You haven't failed me. You haven't left me. You're going to see me through this. You're going to break the chains of man on my life. I'm not going to be held down by, by man's thoughts and opinions over my life, but you're going to see me through this. Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship you, God. We praise you, Jesus. We thank you.